Welcome once again to the program of Bible Beyond the Basics. I'm your host, Dr. Clinton Baldwin, and it is always a pleasure to be in your space. Please call your friends and neighbors or send a link, send a text, and let them know that Bible Beyond the Basics is being aired at this time and can be listened to. Bible Beyond the Basics, of course, is brought to you by Dikayuma Ministries International with physical location at 66A Brunswick Avenue in Spanish Town, Jamaica. Bible Beyond the Basics can also be accessed on our Facebook page, on Instagram, on our website, Dikayoma, that is D-I-K-A-I-O-M-A dot com. And of course, on the podcast, Bud's Sprout. And those in Jamaica who access Bible Beyond the Basics on Nationwide Radio, I invite you to segue to Bud's Sprout as of uh, July 1 for the continuation of this program through that media. Bible Beyond the Basics coming to you through Dikayuma Ministries International. And at Dikayuma Ministries International, we have worship or congregational worship services on a Saturday morning, 10 a.m., on every other Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m., and also on a Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. All these times, uh, let me just say Jamaica time, huh? more likely on the East Coast. Well, there's a difference, but just say Jamaica time. All the meetings for Bible Beyond the Basics, Dickham Ministries International, can also be accessed through Zoom. So if you're not in the physical location of Spanish Town, Jamaica, you can access through Zoom. I give you the Zoom link just now, 883-3844-4496, passcode uppercase DMI. So that is 883-3844-4496, password word DMI. Let's continue our studies now that we have taken care of those domestic matters. We have been studying the subject of the Sabbath. This is a series that I'm going through and I thank you for your patience and participation. It's a very, very interesting subject. huh? So very, very interesting. Uh, why keep on talking about studying about the Sabbath, so many reasons. But just let uh, look at the practical reasons. I love to make the Bible applicable and look at the relevance to human existence. Well, you know, the matter of fact, uh, that's the reason why we should study the Bible or anything whatsoever. The contribution such studies, you know, will make or is making to real life. The Sabbath has to do with where you work, when you work, the type of jobs that you can hold. So it is important whether or not you can work on the seventh day for those who are, you know, seventh day Sabbatarians or Sunday for some people who 
you know, take Sunday very seriously. But if you are a strict Sabbatarian, then uh, you will have to make a judgment call as to whether or not you can worship on, let's say, the seventh day, the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And thousands of people, I dare say millions, have forfeited jobs, take lesser paying jobs or no jobs whatsoever because their conscience is bounded by the belief that the seventh day is holy and you cannot work on that day. So it is important because if your conscience is so bound, then it is important, it is relevant that you understand or your conscience, let me say, is best informed by the scriptures. If your job is affected, then that has implications for your for where you live, your whole housing. It has implications for your health, the health care you can get, your diet, your very lifespan. So this thing about the Sabbath is very important. It has implications for all of those things, your health, your lifespan, your diet, your studies. There are many students who will not attend classes on Saturdays, will not take exams on those days. And... It's a lot of sacrifice and sometimes pain and failure sometimes. So it is important, therefore, that we really understand from Bible, you know, is the Sabbath mandatory, yes or no? Or how should we keep it? Hmm? What about who you marry? What about the church you attend? What about your attitude to other Christians? Because, you know, if, for example, you believe that the seventh day is mandatory Sabbath and you have other people around you who continue to break the day, we're not observing the day, then you may have to look at them, even though they may be Christians in a different light, because they are violating a moral command. So strictly speaking, they're not living an outstanding or upright moral life. Can you imagine you go stealing every Saturday? You're a thief on a practicing basis or you're a murderer once per week. Then another person, a, a Christian, you know, sincere Christian would not take you to be a serious Christian if you, you know, you're murdering once per week. So you're breaking the Sabbath once per week. Then if you're a Christian, you, you have to look at the other Christians somewhat differently. And there's a question mark as to whether or not those Sabbath-breaking Christians will eventually be saved. So this subject of the Sabbath is so very important. And one more thing is that as we study, we recognize that for some people, this may cause cognitive dissonance. That is, this may cause some mental turmoil. And some people are, not to bother talking about the Sabbath. Let's turn this thing off. Let's go to something else. No, you cannot do that because it is very practical, very, very important to everyday life, to your personal economy, the economy of your community, the economy of the entire country. Mm-hmm.
Yes, is that important? Is that important? And uh, as we said before, we listen to each other. Now let's see how quick I can get into this thing because time is so very, very important, but it's always good for us to, to, to set the pace. Let me say again that as we study, we study in love. We study with respect for each other. We are reasoning together. And we are not in the business of condemning. Please, I'm not saying that if a, a Christian worships on the seventh day or the first day, for those who are first day Sabbatarians, uh, that that person is going to go to hell. No, I'm not saying that. What I would want to communicate, what I've been communicating, however, is that if you choose to worship on that day, then you ought not to be condemning others. You ought not to be seeing or perceiving other Christians to be breaking God's law, to be out of touch. And as such, probably you may not want to be spending so much time and money and effort and influence to convince other people to keep a specific day. If you want to keep it, Romans 14, 5, 6 says that, fine, that's your free will. But it's a different attitude now when you say, hey, a person cannot be a part of the body of Christ. Unless the person keeps the seventh day holy or the first day holy. I'm sure you're hearing me to say right now that neither Saturday nor Sunday is a Sabbath. But I'm running ahead of myself. Huh? I'm myself. Let's get into the subject a little bit more. We have been talking about Jesus and the Sabbath. And we want to continue along that line before I get into the meat of the study for this week. And it can be very interesting. Would you mind praying with me? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege of studying. We thank you. You have given us minds to think. We thank you, Lord, that you love us and you want us to reason with each other as we talk and reason and study on the subject of the Sabbath. We pray that you will enlighten our minds. You will inspire our hearts. And you would bless our efforts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. In the previous studies, I concluded that the entire Old Testament found its fulfillment in Jesus. We looked at several texts. I mean, that's a given, so to speak. Huh? I'm not, I, I hardly believe anyone would want to contest that. The entire Old Testament found its fulfillment in Jesus. John 5, 38, Matthew 5, 17 and 18, Romans 10, verse 4, Galatians chapter 3, the entire book of Hebrews, etc. The entire Old Testament found its fulfillment in Jesus. That is, he's the meaning, the epitome of the entire Old Testament. As such, therefore, it goes without saying that Jesus is the fulfillment, is the meaning 
of the Sabbath as well. We've established that from previous studies, and we will continue to amplify that point and to show from different dimensions how that is the case. He's a fulfillment of the Sabbath as well, because the Sabbath is part of the Old Testament, and the New Testament says that Jesus fulfilled the, the, the Sabbath. However, there is a thinking that because Jesus kept the Sabbath, then it is a requirement for all Christians today. Jesus kept the Sabbath, and oftentimes Luke 4, 16 through to 18 is cited, as his custom was, you went in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood afford to read, as his custom was. So Jesus kept the Sabbath. Therefore, all Christians today should keep the Sabbath. Is this a fair conclusion? I dare say that mm -mm, is really not a fair conclusion. Neither is it reasonable. Yes, it could be seen as logical, but as you stay with me, you realize that the premise is faulty. So with respect and with caution, I say to a certain extent, you know, that it is a logical fallacy. Mm -hmm. to say that Jesus kept the Sabbath, therefore we ought to keep it today, is a logic that is based on a false premise. Bear with me, come with me. We're going to realize that that is indeed the case. You cannot really present a solid argument to say that Jesus kept the Sabbath, therefore is a requirement for all Christians today. Let me give you a principle. We're coming with a half-time break, but let us give you a principle to think about. Just think about this. Jesus was our example in principle, but not necessarily in the literal examples of those same principles. Or let me say it another way. Jesus was our example in all things but not necessarily in the literal expressions of the same things. How so? Why? Answer. Jesus was a Jew who lived and participated in a specific Jewish culture. And while the principles of his actions in that culture apply to us today, the specific cultural expression of those same principles do not necessarily apply today. Let me run that again. Jesus was a Jew, extremely important. Jesus was a Jew who lived and participated in specific Jewish cultures. And while the principles of his actions in that culture apply to us today, the specific cultural expressions of those same principles do not necessarily apply to us today. And I'm going to take the second half of the program to give illustrations and to flesh that out. 
Jesus practiced the things of Judaism, brothers and sisters, that were temporary as well as things that were permanent. Jesus kept all the Old Testament rituals, not in order to show the continued authority of those rituals or laws in their exact Old Testament format, but to demonstrate the continued authority of himself. Someone has said, you know, he came not so much to proclaim a law, but that there that there might be a law to be proclaimed. The bottom line is, Jesus was a Jew, and as a Jew, he participated in all the Jewish cultures of, it, of his time. He kept the entire Torah, all the laws of the Old Testament that you find in Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and, of course, Exodus, all of those laws, nitty-gritty laws, having to do with leverage, uh, marriages, sacrificial, circumcision, uh, special holy days. Yes, he kept all of those. Therefore, if you're going to say that Jesus kept the Sabbath, then the Sabbath ought to be kept. Then you've got to say that all the other ceremonial or ritualistic things that Jesus did ought to be practiced as well. Bear with me. I'm going to come back after the break and flesh this out and give some examples from the New Testament. Mm, this thing is getting sweet and interesting. This is Bible Beyond the Basics. A short break. I'll be right back. 